As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did I ever tell you about Mr. Baldo? Mr. Baldo? Yeah. I was a little younger than you, standing in line for the Ferris wheel at the Rowan County Fair. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I feel this fat white glove tap me on the shoulder. I spin around, and there he is, Mr. Baldo. <laughs> hey, kiddo, would you like a balloon? <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. It's funny. It wasn't funny back then, I can tell you that. I couldn't get him out of my head. Every night, he would come to me in my dreams. And every night when he came to me, I ran. I got so bad that I made my mom stay in the room with me until I could fall asleep every night. Really? Really. It went on like that for months. And then one day, the nightmare suddenly stopped. Want to know how? How? Well, I fell asleep, and just like always, Mr. Baldo came to me. Only this time, I didn't run. This time, I stood my ground. I just looked at Mr. Baldo and his stupid face, and I said, go away. Go away! Just like that, he was gone. Never saw him again. Easy peasy, right? Things the greatest show alive. All we can do is wait for season five. I thought in the meantime that it might be fun to read every comic and book in what I call the Stranger Danger Book Club. Ah, Stranger Danger Book Club. Ah, 
here we go, hanging on the strings of green and blue. Sing along if you know it. Break the chains and we break down. Oh, it's not real if you don't feel it. Unspoken expectations, ideals you used to play with. They finally taken shape. Yeah, good enough for you. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. It's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, greetings, stranger friends, and welcome back to the Stranger Danger Book Club. It's 2023, and it's been 2023 for almost two full months, and I haven't put out an episode. I haven't reached out to you, the Stranger Danger listener, in so long, and I I apologize. And I, I don't think I have a really great excuse. I, I don't even know if I have any excuse except I've been working on other podcasts. You know, it's not like I have that many hobbies. Uh, if you go to fansonexperts.com, you can see what I've been working on. The big uh, one that I've been working on at the beginning of, you know, starting this year uh, was or is a, a podcast called Slash, which is... Um, a horror movie podcast where I'm going through horror movies uh, one at a time through series, like a full series, a full franchise of horror movies. And I am, I am deep in the middle or actually maybe past the middle of the Halloween series, a series near and dear to my heart growing up. But as the, uh, each movie uh, goes on, it's not as good as I remembered as a uh, young impressionable uh, preteen and teenager. Uh, other than that, March is coming up and it is a wild time for me, uh, on two podcast levels because I, I may have mentioned this before, but I have a podcast called geek mentality. That's kind of my home hub where I do a lot of these little mini series of, of podcasts, uh, throughout the year. You know, every June I do a movie month. Every December I do a, a sitcom Christmas special. Uh, and every March for the past two years, I've been doing a Back to the Future celebration called Marchy McFly. And as you may know, based on the calendar, uh, March is next week. And uh, March 1st starts year three of Marchy McFly, where every single day in March... 31 days, I will be watching Back to the Future 3. And every single day in March, for 31 days, I will be podcasting about Back to the Future 3. And I'm going to let you know right now, if you go and listen to it, some will be better than others. But there will be a new show every single day on the Geek Mentality Podcast feed. Also... March 1st brings back another show that I do a podcast for. It's, it's very different than this show. It, you know, that, it's much less formal. There's no real clips throughout the show. It's just kind of watch the show, hit record, and talk. 
and that is called The Mandalorian Man. And yes, March 1st also brings back The Mandalorian, so there'll be new weekly episodes of that show as well. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I apparently I don't want to take time to relax or, or, or not podcast about things. Um, and so before I get to that crazy month of March, I said to myself, Michael, that's what I call myself when I'm angry at myself, Michael, have you done a stranger danger yet this year? No. Well, you better get on it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I know I need to do another book club, and I know I've talked about the people of Stranger Things, and I believe me, there's going to be a lot of time to do that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of time for to, to complete other book club episodes as new comics, and hopefully some new novels come out. I looked the other day. I don't think there's any new novel on the horizon. Um, I need to you know just keep up with things. Anytime there's a new comic, though, uh, I can add it to the list. And that includes the new Tales from Hawkins that uh, Dark Horse Comics is putting out. It looks like, um, based on the website, one of them just um, came out this month. So I am excited to be covering and reading that. Uh, But today, I am excited to be talking about Stranger Things. The Tomb of Weebwen. Yibwen. You know, I'm going to tell you the truth right now. I didn't understand the title until I started reading it. All this time, seeing the Tomb of Yibwen. Yibwen. I don't know how to pronounce it. All this time, I didn't get the little joke until I uh, read it and... I was like, oh my God, am I the only person who didn't get that? And then they actually made a joke about that in the comic, which made me feel a little bit better. Uh, before we go through it um, all the way, I just want to say that I loved this comic book. I forget, I feel like somebody reached out to me on Twitter and I am looking for it and I cannot find it and mentioned uh, this specific comic being like a, a love letter to the Goonies. Uh, and I feel like, I, I feel like in Bob Newby and Sean Astin, and, and I may be crazy. I feel like somebody said that to me on Twitter. I don't know why I can't find it, uh, anywhere. I'm searching Twitter for it. And I, I want to say thank you. If you were the person who reached out to me. I'm looking through email. I don't see any 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 evidence of it, but I know it existed. Uh, and this couldn't be more, that, that, that couldn't have been more right. I mean, to the point where they, uh, the art, some of the art for this, this series, this four-issue series, directly kind of uh, parodies, you know, honors, the, the Goonies poster. In fact, the art used for this episode, uh, which was, oh, I hit my microphone stand, the art, which was, um, you know, drawn by Diego Galindo, uh, is the, the famous Goonies poster of them hanging off a, I want to say stalagmite or stalactite. I, I, I never know which one's which. Um, and I loved that. And there was a, there was a couple other in the book, where I had them reading the map, like pointing, that's very much like honoring 
uh, the Goonies and, and in doing so honoring Bob Newby. This whole thing was honoring Bob Newby. This whole uh, four series, you know, graphic novel, mini series, whatever you want to call it, and we're going to cover the whole thing, is honoring the Bob Newby character. And I thought it was so well done. And I, I can't wait to talk about it with you. But before I do that, I thought it would be fun to go over some emails and voicemails that uh, the, the Stranger Friends have sent in. If you want to contact me, if you want an email, you can email StrangerDanger at fansnotexperts.com. You can also go to StrangerDangerPodcast.com and there is a link right there to be able to send a, a message. I think you can also go to StrangerDangerPodcast.com slash voicemail, maybe. Uh, and there's a there's a service I use called SpeakPipe. Speak pipe. I don't know. You know what it is. And you click a button. There's no there's no number you have to call. There's no app you need to download. You just press the button, leave the message, and bing, bang, boom, it gets sent in. Uh, and let's be honest, 99.99% of the time, you send your, your audio in to me. I'm going to play it on the show. Um, the only time that someone... Uh, the only time is if someone sends the same, like almost the same, um, the same voicemail, uh, you know, like the, um, or if I accidentally, accidentally, accidentally deleted your voicemail before I downloaded it. It's a tale that I don't really want to talk about, a tale that I'm not proud of, but um, we will, we will. We will have to get there. Uh, now, before I get to the voicemail, I want to mention a few emails I got. Uh, Jax sent in an email to talk about uh, his podcast, the awesome podcast by the awesome podcast. So look up the awesome podcast by the awesome podcast. Uh, check out what Jax is working on. Uh, you'll hear from him in a little bit. Uh, Christopher emailed in about the other side podcast uh, with with Lance, his dad's podcast. But guess what? You're going to hear from him in a little bit. Uh, also, Mr. Anycast. Mr. Anycast. That's my Mr. Anycast theme song. Peyton, uh, he made a movie. He made a movie, and uh, I don't know if I'm going to get an IMDb credit, but I am technically... In this movie, it's kind of, it's a really cool thing where it's like his journey of like wanting to create a podcast. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, and you hear a little, a little of yours truly in there. Uh, you may, you may recognize some of the audio in there. Um, and you may sing along. I'll just say that. Uh, but thank you, Peyton, Mr. Anycast. Check out Mr. Anycast. And uh, I, I appreciate that. Also, Blue Ivory, he, he, he tweeted me a while ago, but um, he talked, he, I don't have much news I'm going to be going through, but Blue Ivory uh, showed me that David Harbour, first of all, uh, I haven't seen Violent Night. I still need to see that. I've heard good things, and I see that there's a sequel in the works. Uh, but second of all, 
he has a new Netflix movie coming out called We Have a Ghost, where he plays a ghost. So I feel like maybe I should do a bonus episode reviewing that movie. We, we, have, we have time, and we have a podcast to do. Like, you know, we have time to fill. So uh, maybe we'll do a, a, a review of We Have a Ghost, and maybe I should wait like, and solicit... Uh, uh, voicemails, like put a put a tweet out and say, "Hey, once this movie comes out, we have a ghost. Um, give a give a quick little review, and we can kind of make this a group thing." I'm just I just thought of that right now. Make this a little group review of we have a ghost, and we do a podcast. We review a ghost, and it's the stranger, like the stranger friends review. We have a ghost. You know, a short little voicemail talking about the movie. Uh, that'd be kind of fun. Hmm, that'd be kind of fun now, wouldn't it? Interesting. Uh, you look at that. I, I wrote down the, the the tweet that Blue sent, uh, and did not have any any uh, idea of, of doing this kind of group review thing until now. But it it organically happened. That is the power of stranger danger. Um. Okay. I think that covered everything. That. Uh, oh. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Jack's podcast. Oh, well, why don't we hear Jack's voicemail? Friends, it's me, Jax, again. I like to tell you that I have a Stranger Things 4 poster and a Stranger Things 4 blanket. And what I also have is a 11 in the Rainbow Room, all bloody Funko Pop. It's so cool. Uh, I love your podcast. I'm listening to it right now. And... I really want to say that um that your podcast is so good. I really want to be in your podcast episode. Yes, it's true. I'm not going to sing the corn song again. People think it's dead, but I don't think it's dead. But today, I'm not going to sing it. I have the Stranger Things Puzzle Tale app. My care 11 is on level 15. And yeah, bye! And Jax, you're on the episode. You made it. Now, um, I have to say I'm a little jealous. I don't have a Stranger Things poster or a blanket or a bloody Funko Pop or any Funko Pops. You know, I don't really have the space. Like, I need a shelf. I need an office. I need a corner. To be honest with you, I'm at my kitchen table right now. That's the uh, that's the Stranger Studio. Um, and I would love a shelf that I would fill with Superman Funko Pops and then just Stranger Things Funko Pops. That would be it. Uh, I, I don't own one Funko Pop, but I need that to change someday. Uh, definitely. Um, bl- the Bloody Eleven. That seems like that seems like fun for the whole family. Uh, and then a puzzle, too. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, what can I say? I'm, I'm jealous. It's Christopher again. And I wonder if you got my email about the other side podcast with Lance. That is a that's my dad's podcast that he just started, and he wants to get some views on it. It's on YouTube, Amazon Music, and also on Spotify. I'm camping right now. I'm at Crooked Creek, and I just want to say I'm on chapter. I'm on the last chapter of my book. Um. My book I'm writing, and I'm on 
forgot what chapter it is, but it's like a chapter nine or chapter ten. The battle at the mall. And yeah, and also I'm in my book and I really wish you could read it, but you know. My handwriting's very bad. Um, so I just wanna say thank you for playing my voicemail on your podcast. This is my favorite podcast. And um so yeah. I'll talk to you later. See you later. Bye. Whoa, did you just hear that funky bass in Cindy Lauper song? Ah, uh, Chris, I did, in fact, get your email. Uh, and thank you for, for sending that in. The Other Side with Lance. Check out The Other Side with Lance, his dad's podcast. Uh, and but, but what got me more interested was writing a book. Uh, that's something I have always wanted to do. I've always like written a bunch of pages and then like I once wrote, I think I got 80 pages typed in and then my computer crashed and that was before the cloud. So it was just gone forever. I'd, I'd like to think it was, a, it was a bestseller, um, that just, you know, got lost in the annals of time. Uh, and, and also, you know, um, your, your handwriting you know, you don't like, you don't like, you think your handwriting is not really good. Uh, welcome to the club, buddy. That's why I type just about everything. My, and I, like, I have a tablet with a little pen. So I take notes in, in, during meetings. You, okay, let's be honest. I'm going to tell you a little secret. The last meeting I just colored and doodled. Uh, but, but, uh, if you uh, work with me, I was taking copious, copious, important notes. Uh, and you know, my handwriting, uh, leads a lot to be desired. I find that years and years and years of typing has kind of made it more so where I can almost, I can definitely type faster than I can write without it looking like complete garbage. But thank you for all the nice uh, words about the pod. Um, I, I very, very much uh, uh, appreciate it. Hello, Mike. It's Reese again. And... I want to say thank you for playing my voicemail on the podcast. And, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, Keep doing what you do, and I'm going to end it right this time. Bye! Thank you, Reese, Jax, Christopher, uh, for the voicemails, and all three, all three of you. Bye! (laughs) Sorry. I'm getting a little sad because now comes the uh, the tough part, the sad part. I want to send a uh, message out to someone who sent a voicemail in. Uh, I listened to it. I wrote down some notes about it to talk about it. And then uh, very quickly, I went through and uh, without hitting download, I hit delete. Kennedy, I lost your voicemail. I, I apologize uh, so, so much, but I did get it, and I did listen to it, and I saw that you are, are working on some fan art, and you mentioned you also have some Funko Pops, and that you're going to customize them. First of all, I said again, I don't, I don't own any Funko Pops, uh, and so you're going to customize them, and I'm curious, does that mean you're going to like take a few apart and, and paint them and, and make them 
their own thing. Uh, I'd love to learn more. And I promise, I promise I will not delete the, the next one. I, uh, I, I messed up. I just messed up. Uh, and I apologize. Uh, but again, thank you. Thank all four of you for sending in your voicemails and for the three of you that I didn't delete. Uh, so that is it, uh, with voicemail messages. I think I've covered everything that, uh, was sent in. If I messed up, I humbly apologize. All right, let's sing. Good enough for you. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. It's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good enough. It's for me. It's good. It's good enough. It's good enough for me. All right. Now, let's get ready to talk about the tomb of Ebwen or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Stranger Things Tomb of Ibwen I knew this comic was going to be uh, something I love because on the cover we see a map we see a skull and we see Sean Astin as Bob Newby what else could a child of the 80s want the cover just has this nice brownish look of an old map uh, that just, it uh, right away, even without it, no referencing at all to the Goonies, it just felt Goonie-ish. And uh, that's just fine with me. Then we get, uh, I'm not sure if this is the cover of the, of the first issue or the collector's item. It's a Stranger Things Tomb of Ibwen. Uh, and we see a, a drawing of Will with his, leaving his bike in the snow and walking in to Mirkwood. I would assume it's Mirkwood. Uh, we see an art. Uh, we see another 
uh, I'm going through the digital comic that through the, the Kindle reader, we see another uh, art drawing of the four kids opening what looks like some sort of lock box that says Ibwen on it. And uh, it wasn't until that moment that I realized that Ibwen was newbie backwards. It wasn't until that moment. And this comic has been out for over a year. Uh, it shows the, the, the four kids, our four main heroes, uh, Dustin, Lucas, Will, and Mike, with Mr. Clark uh, behind them. And they're opening some sort of what could be a treasure chest with uh, Ibuen written on it, which is, uh, I want to say, very cleverly, at least cleverly enough to, to trick me and, and, and confuse me, newbie backwards. And just to give the credits again, uh, I, I read them from the, the Dark Horse uh, website, but right in the comic it says, script by Greg Pak, line art by Diego Galindo, colors Francisco Segala, lettering by Nate Picos of Blambot, front cover art by Kyle Lambert, and chapter break art by Mark Aspinall. I don't know if I mentioned all of them uh, in the original when I mentioned the credits. So... Let's go, baby. Okay. I think now I'm looking at the first cover of the first issue, and it shows Will looking a little scared in a snowstorm with a map, I think, and a flashlight. And I'm like, okay, he's going on an adventure. I'm ready to go with him. So the first thing we see is a like a full-page uh, drawing of Will and Joyce in the old... Uh, the old buyer's house looking at their refrigerator with uh, the Bob Newby superhero drawing on the refrigerator. And it's sad because it's all, it's kind of in black and white. Uh, and it just, it just has this, I don't know, just sad emotional effect. But then at the same time on top of the fridge, I see Mr. T cereal. I couldn't help but notice that. And that just, I pity the fool who don't eat his cereal. Uh, so, Next page, it says November 1st, 1984, two months ago. So we know that this story takes place two months after uh, Stranger Things 2. So it's right after Halloween, uh, and we see Bob Newby in the car with Will. And uh, I'm not going to read the the entire uh, um word for word what's on this page because it's actually kind of what you hear at the beginning of this episode. It is Bob telling uh, Will about the clown. Remember the clown? He couldn't get him out of his head. And it's not, it doesn't give it word for word. It just kind of gives it so it reminds you of um, the story he told with the the clown. Uh, and how he says, go away, go away. This time he understood his crown. And um, it shows Will a little different. It shows Will saying, that's my mom's new boyfriend, Bob. He's telling me a story about a scary clown, but he has an idea of what's, but he has no idea what scary really means. And it is funny because Bob's just telling him a bad dream, but it's like Will has really lived some uh, terrible moments. Uh, but, you know, Bob tells him about Mr. Baldo and says, go away, go away. And just like that, he was gone. Easy peasy, right? You know, when you think about it, Bob's whole idea of standing your ground uh, didn't really work out so well for uh, Will, did it? No, 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 it did not. Uh, 
because it's like, yeah, that sounds easy, but like it could actually work. And it shows the screen of him saying, go away, go away. And of course the mind flayer, uh, not going away and instead going, uh, up his nose and in his mouth. So I don't want to blame Bob for, uh, this, for, for, you know, anything that happened in stranger things too, but his whole idea of standing your ground while good, if you're 11, maybe not as good if uh, your will and this mind flayer wants wants you to stop, wants you to, uh, you know, to stand still so he can fly into you. So then we cut uh, to now, two months later, January 13th, 1985. It's a snowy day in Hawkins, and uh, we see a drawing of four people in the background. You can tell it's a Lucas, Max... Uh, Mike and Eleven, and Will's on his bike, kind of closer to the foreground, and he's with Dustin, and Dustin's like, "Hey, hey, Will!" and he scares him. He's like, "Oh, calm down! You scared the crap out of me." He's like, "What are you doing?" Will says, "Nothing. Everyone disappears after school. It's, it was just—I was just going to see what's going on." And Dustin's like, "Boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, that's what's going on." <laughs> but of course, that's before Dustin fell in love with Susie. So. uh you know, he, he, he doesn't care about girls right now. Um, but he says, have no fear, my man. Uh, we too will shine on in our time. He's like, really? He's like, yeah, we're nerds. The older we get, the cooler we get. Um, that's a great idea, Dustin. And you know what? You, the older you get, the better you get, the more confident you get. And the, uh, the, 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 the more, um, happy and more proud of who you are. Uh, that's for sure. But I'm not sure I got any cooler uh, when I got older. I'm definitely, you know, more kind of just happy with the stuff I love. But I was nerdy as a kid. And I'm going to say that um, I'm still nerdy now. And I love it. Uh, so Dustin brings up science camp. So we know this is obviously before the summer. And he says, hey, I got a science camp catalog. You maybe should check it out. And was like, yeah, I'm good. All right. And, um, Dustin kind of notices something about Will because Will, I think, seems a little skittish. And he's like, what? And Dustin says, you know, you don't have to be scared anymore, okay? L killed the Mind Flayer. You're safe. <laughs> and Will says, yeah, I I know. I know. Because now this is after uh, the, the, the events of season two. He says, but some things can't be fixed. He goes home and sees his mom and it looks like she's been crying a little bit. And he's like, are you all right? And she says, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll come back. She says, no, no, it's, it's, um, you know, she said, do you, do you think of him? And then we see the photo, the, the drawing of them again, looking at, at uh, the Bob Newby, Bob Newby uh, drawing. And she says, do you ever think of Bob? He says, yeah. She says, me too. And uh, then we get a few flashbacks of Bob, when Bob was carrying him, in the hospital, and we see her, Joyce, seeing a flashback, or maybe they were both, no. Oh, he was being carried by, he was being carried out by Hopper, right? Oh my gosh, I should rewatch every episode again. But it reshows kind of a quick shot of Bob being killed by one of the Demodogs. And then we see Joyce saying, you know, are you okay? She, he says, I'm fine. She's like, my beautiful boy, and they hug. And I have to say, the art in this is great. Like it really, sometimes they look more like the actors than other times. And this one, I don't know, or maybe I'm just crazy, but I think 
this one looked really good. Like all the actors, all the characters really look like the actors in this. And she says, I'm fine too. Don't worry. I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not fine, obviously, but, but I am. She said, just remember, Will, it's okay to be sad. And, uh, now we see Will outside the school. He says, you know, you told me to stand up to him. He's thinking about Bob. So I did. And now you're dead. And I'm not sad. I'm mad. So inside the school, uh, Will's walking along and someone says, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And uh, it was Mr. Clark. He's in the AV room. And uh, he's telling Will, hey, I was thinking about Bob Newby. And I was thinking you might be thinking about him too. And Will's like, I, I guess. He says, you know, Bob founded the AV club. He's like, yeah, that's what uh, Mike said. And Will says, I'm, Mr. Clark says, uh, he was a year ahead of me. Taught me everything I know. I mean, the University of Indiana helped a little. But it all started right here. And something tells me he'd have wanted to share this with you someday. He takes a box off a shelf opens up the box, and uh, he says, how about that, huh? And Will's like, what is it? And uh, Mr. Clark says, it's only the founding documents of the AV club. Bob raised the money for the equipment, dealt with the rules and paperwork, organized all the events, and recorded it all here. And Will's like, oh, okay. He's like, not impressed. I get it. But here's the deal. To all of us, Bob was a hero of science and adventure, a master of mysteries and puzzles, the greatest kind of nerd, never ashamed of fully embracing whatever weird new thing intrigued him. Yes, Mr. Clark, I agree. Like, you know, sometimes I, I, have, I have friends who don't care about, like, like, like comics or, or, or overly nerdy things. And I'm like, I don't care that you don't like it. I like it. And, uh, I, I know I like the, the things, the music I like, the, um, the comics I like, like I have friends who don't care about that at all. My wife doesn't care about that stuff at all. And I'm like, that's cool. I love you still. You love me still. Uh, and you know, it's like, it's, it's awesome just being like, you know what? I like what I like and that's cool. And when you find other people who like what you like, it's like, it's also cool to be able to share it with them. Uh, and that's cool that Mr. Clark was able to share that with Bob Newby. And we see a photo, uh, an old Polaroid, look it up, kids, of uh, young Mr. Clark and a young Bob Newby. And I love some of these old drawings of um, Sean Astin because they they really do look like teenage, you know, Sean Astin. One looks like kind of around the time of maybe, was it White River, River, White River Adventure, or one of those movies? Or not quite the Goonies, maybe Toy Soldiers. Oh my God, if you haven't seen Toy Soldiers, let me tell you right now, Sean Astin uh, works in a, or goes to school in a boarding school. The boarding school gets uh, um, taken over by terrorists, okay? And Sean Astin and a group of, of students fight back against these terrorists. And, and let me tell you, they don't pull punches. Some of these kids don't make it, but it is an adventure. And I saw it in the theater and now I want to go watch Toy Soldiers. I, I remember at the time I loved it. I wonder if it holds up. I wonder. So anyway, 
um, tangent. So he's, you know, he shows a photo of them and he says how he's the greatest kind of nerd. He's not ashamed of, of what he loves. And he says, and somewhere in here, uh, he must have saved the original brain teasers and riddles. I thought you might like to try them out. So Mr. Clark's whole idea is to find these old riddles and, and brain teasers uh, that he thinks that Will might get a kick out of out of trying. But instead, instead, Will's like, hey, what's this? And he takes his piece of paper out and he's like, oh, that's a good question. And he's all these different, like a bunch of different papers. He goes, these look like D&D maps. He's like, uh, they sure do, Mr. Clark said, but we didn't have D&D back then. He says, hey, look, an X. That's like for pirate treasure. And Mr. Clark's like, in Indiana? I don't know about that, but... When we were kids, people used to talk about an ancient Viking tomb somewhere around here, which seems just as improbable, honestly. But I wonder if old Bob Newby might have. Hey, look. So Will takes two of these uh, pieces of paper together and they have this little etchings on the edge, on the like the edge of each piece of paper. He puts them together and it says, congratulations, you found the first clue. And Bob says, well, I'll be. Huh. Here I thought this we were just going to find some word games. This is an honest-to-goodness mystery in the works. He says, look, that looks like uh, the woods past McGill Farm. And that must be the old trail we used to... You know, he's starting to recognize some of this map. And Will says, you said these are mine, right? He starts taking them away from Mr. Clark. He's like, uh, yeah, right. So, okay, thanks, Mr. Clark. Oh, okay, you bet. And he just takes off with the map. He goes directly over to uh, Mike's house and he goes, Hey, you're here. And they're like, yeah, what the hell is this about? I, I think, you know, over the phone, you might've mentioned this was a top secret DEF CON situation. So yeah, we're here. And Lucas, Mike and Will, are, uh, Lucas, Mike and Dustin are all there. And he says, back when Bob Newby was in the AV club, he made a secret treasure map. And, you know, you remember, it, it was, I don't know if it was until, it, it's not until really season three where you start to see Will wanting to still do the kids stuff. And some of the boys are starting, actually at this point, all of them are starting to focus on their girlfriends more. So here we are uh, right away, still early, because remember, they just were the Ghostbusters a few months ago, but now they have their girlfriends. Uh, but he's like all excited for another adventure. And it seemed like at first the three of them, the other three boys were like, um, I don't know about that because he says, you know, Bob Newby made a secret map. He goes, look, the trail is into the Mirkwoods and that's the creek and there's an X. Let's go. And they're like, Will. But I, actually, maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's just the fact that they're like, maybe not now. He's like, what? Come on. They said, it's snowing. Like, it's going to be a blizzard. Then... We should go now before it gets any worse. And Lucas says, uh, we'll go tomorrow, okay? Or the day after. I mean, what's the rush? He said, he made this map for us. We got to see what it's all about. And Dustin says, well, Bob made that map before us even existed. I mean, it's cool. It's awesome. And Mike says, and Bob was awesome. Yeah. Lucas says, but it's already dark. And, you know, we'll... We'll do it after the storm, seriously. Look, we were going to do movie night with Ellen Max. Movie night, Will says. says yeah, yeah, but the, but we canceled because of the snow, but we're all here now, so why don't we just hang out? The, like, yeah, just the original crew. We'll do a sleepover. 
maybe we'll play D&D. And Will says, okay. And you can see he kind of looks a little dejected. He's like, I'll just uh, ask my mom. Like, Will, you could just call her from here. But he takes off on his bike. They yell after him. And Dustin's like, yeah, well, crap. And you can see some tears coming down Will's eyes. First of all, none of them were wearing gloves. I would be so cold. I'm cold just looking at them right now. So he heads home. He says, I'm spending the night at Mike's. She says, that's great. You haven't done that in a while. Just be careful because the snow's getting worse. He said, okay. But all of a sudden he's got a lot of, st- she's like, you have, a, you have a lot of stuff in your bag, huh? So he takes off and he's thinking, yeah, adventure and mystery. That's what you were all about, huh? And if anything goes wrong, all I have to yell is go away. But you're the one who went away, Bob. I can't fix this. I can't bring you back. But you left me a puzzle. So if I have to choose between hating you for leaving us and adventure and mystery, well, easy peasy. And the last shot is him, that shot that we saw at the beginning of this, I bought it as a collected series, uh, is him walking into the Mirkwood alone at night in the dead of winter with his bike, not with his bike, just with his backpack on his own. He's not even wearing a hat, no gloves. I'm sorry. I like, I know, I don't know what Indiana winters are like. I'm in Massachusetts. And I have to tell you that last week it was 60 degrees. I'm outside in a t-shirt with a little hoodie, reading my book, hanging out on my deck with my dog. Today I'm shoveling and snow blowing because uh, the snow killed us and got us and it's, and more is coming and it's freezing, freezing, freezing. So I, and that's with, I'm wearing two gloves and a hat and uh, yeah, I don't know how Will does it, but um, maybe it's the hair. He has like the floppy hair that I don't have. Maybe that covers his ear and ears and makes his hair, his head a little warmer. So now we see what is the, I'm assuming the cover of uh, issue number two of uh, the series. And it shows uh, the three, the three other boys, Mike, Lucas, and Dustin, uh, Dustin holding a flashlight and they're all sitting and crouching down in front of a box. And Will is above them, which what looks like a shovel or something. And he is about to smash this box. That's what it looks like at least. And then we see on the inside, uh, the next page, we see uh, Mr. I'm going to say Mr. Clark, but it looks like he's coming out of the John Carpenter thing movie. He's dressed in all kinds of winter gear. He's got uh, goggles. He's got a walkie-talkie. He's got a giant old-fashioned flashlight with huge D batteries that my parents used to have. Uh, And now we cut back over to the uh, Wheeler house. And uh, Mike's like, damn it, I can't find the Dungeon Master's Guide. Luke says, calm down. Dustin says, yeah, Will borrowed it last time. Remember, he'll be here soon. It's like, he better. I mean, this was all for him. And Luke says, somebody's in a cranky mood for no reason. He's like, Mike's just worried. That's what Dustin said. Mike's just worried, Lucas, right? Mike? It's like, how long have we been waiting for him? Almost two hours. I'm sorry. If you can ride your bike home to tell you someone you're sleeping over and then you're gone for two hours, you're not coming back. And they're like, wait, you think he's okay, right? And Lucas says, Lucas says, uh, Mike, would you be okay if you saw your stepfather get murdered by a demodog? Mike says, Bob Newby was not his stepfather. He was his mom's boyfriend. All right, I guess you should just walk it off then, right? Mike said, come on, that's not what I'm saying. 
It's just he just got obsessed with his old map that Bob left. He he won't, but he won't talk about it. Uh, I mean, he won't talk about what's really going on, you know. And Dustin says, "You might, you know, this might be even worse than we think." Luke's is like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, have you ever had anyone close to you really die, like really, really close?" Uh, and he says, "Well, we all thought Will died for a while." He said, "Exactly." Dustin says, now think about this. If Will had really died, and then we found out he made a map that pointed to a, a hidden treasure, what would you do? Play D&D? And they're like, oh, or would you go for the real treasure? And Mike's like, oh, crap. So they just all head out. God, to be young and just leaving the house in the middle of the night and nobody noticing. Ah, oh, the 80s. So they're going along, and there is snow everywhere. And they head right to the Mirkwood, and what do they find? They find Will's bike. And it's covered in snow, so it looks like he, it's been there for a while. They're like, where do you think he went? And I said, if he's following the map, he's, he's in the Mirkwood. So they follow along. They find some footprints. They're not really sure exactly where to go, but they're following these footprints that, you know, they're starting to fade because the more snow that comes in, the more the the uh, the footprints are fading. And he says, you know, the X was near the creek on the map. Like, yeah, but what part of the creek? And where the hell's the creek anyway? And Lucas says, you know, I mean, with all the snow, I'm not even sure where the hell. And then all of a sudden, Dustin falls. You hear, ah, he slides down this hill and then smashes right into the creek with his feet. Says, up, oh, found it. His feet got soaking wet. Soaking or soaked wet? They're wet. And they're like, Lucas says, oh my God, your feet got wet. He says, I'm fine. Wool socks, wool socks. Uh, And Lucas says, this is how people get frostbite and stuff. Maybe we should split up and get you back home. And then Mike says, look, he went this way. He found more, they found more footprints. So Dustin's having to deal with this, uh, this, these, you know, wet pants, wet shoes, wet feet. I would be like, yep, let's go home. I'm a chicken. Uh, but D- Dustin's like, no, nope, let's keep going. We see a shot of uh, Will. He's on his own. He's walking along the creek and he finds the bridge. He looks at the map. He sees the bridge. He's like, oh, crap. Now we see the rest of the three, the other three boys walking along the same path. They're asking uh, Dustin about his feet. And he's like, no, they don't hurt. He's like, Lucas says, can you feel them? It's like, well, not really. Like, okay, Mike, this is bad. We got to find some shelter or something. But then they find Will. Like, Will, Will. And Mike runs up and Will is digging a hole. Mike's like, this is crazy, Will. You're going to freeze to death. And Lucas says, look, there's the old cow tail, cow trail up there. We can follow that back to town. Lucas just wants to get out of there. He wants to get Dustin back out of there. And they're like, come on, let's go, let's go. Uh, and then, you know, oh, first he's trying to get Will out of there. Will yells, let go of me. He doesn't want to be dealt with. Um, he falls down. He's trying to, he pulls away from Mike. He falls down, but he looks a little dejected. He's like, this is where the X is. He gets up. He starts shoveling again. He says, I'm not going anywhere. And, uh, the three of them all just look at him and they stop and they see him kind of, you know, getting a little obsessed with this. It's like, what are, you, what are you guys looking at? And they all just look at him. And it's kind of like, 
it's friendly because they're smiling, but they're all just like, you know, what's up? And you can see him, he sniffs a little and he says, we get it. Okay. Bob was awesome, right? And you're so, you're so close to whatever all this is, but, uh, this will be here tomorrow. He says, but I don't know if my toes will be. It's like, what did you, what did you do? I fell in the creek. He calls him a dork. He's like, you know it. Now let's go for me and my toes. And Will says, oh, okay. Lucas is finally happy. So they all start leaving. And then Dustin says, wait a minute. What the hell is that? He points to a tree and there's a big X on it. They're like, come on, we just decided to go. But Luke, uh, Will's like, that's it. It looks exactly like the X on the map. This is it. Lucas says, great. That's awesome. We can remember exactly where it was. Uh, and, you know, but Dustin's toes, we have to go, right? But now Dustin is taking a stick and he, he snaps a stick and he starts digging. He's like, treasure, Lucas, treasure. A, a couple other minutes can't hurt. He's digging, he's digging. And, uh, you know, Will's like, yeah. And Lucas like, this is nuts. Mike's like, yeah. But then they all grab sticks too and they all start digging. We cut over to, uh, back into town and we see, um, we see a lot of snow. We hear or see rumble, meaning thunder. And we are in Mr. Clark's house. Uh, and we see he's with his girlfriend, Jen. She's like, Scott, was that thunder? He's like, yes, yes, it was Jen. Pretty rare during a snowstorm, but it does happen. I mean, you know, you ever hear like, was it thunder? Um, oh, what's it called? It's like a thunderstorm, thunder snow. I've seen it on like the Weather Channel, and the weather weather men are like, "Yes, thunder snow or whatever it's called." Um, she's like, "Thanks for the Clark, the facts, Mister Clark." He says, "I guess there are some advantages of dating a middle school science teacher." And don't worry, as far as I can recall, there's no correlation between thunder and any increase in the severity of a given. And then the lights go out. They lose power over at the buyer's house. They lose power. Uh, Jonathan says, do you want me to go knock some snow off the power lines? She's like, are you kidding me? Joy says, you're going to get electrocuted. She's going to call over to Karen to make sure the boys are okay, but the phones are out. And he, Jonathan says, do you want me to run and check on them? She's like, no, no, no. The radio said to stay off the roads. They're just playing D&D. &D. How much trouble could they get into? But we see them in the middle of the snow, smashing, you know, still digging, still digging. Uh, and Lucas is like, we can barely see the bridge. Okay. We got to move now. And then all of a sudden, Dustin and Will are like, we got it. Whoa. They, they, this metal box falls out of like, it's all wrapped up with something. It's rusted shut. And Will says, move. He takes his shovel and he smashes it. He smashes it and a piece of paper pops out of it. It's like a, it's like the next step in like this, this, um, this scavenger hunt. Uh, Dustin's like, what is it? She, Will says it's an oil cloth or something it's sealed with a candle wax. Like, cool. All Lucas is saying this. Oh, Dustin says, cool. Uh, Will says sealed with candle wax. And then Lucas says, this is crazy. We got to get to shelter. I'm sorry. Lucas is the, is the level-headed one. He's right with all of this. So they open it up and it says, uh, and they're like, whoa. And it says, congratulations, intrepid adventurer. You have succeeded where all others have failed. But are you ready 
for the terrible secrets of the tomb of Ibwen. Holy cow, Will says. And that he really says cow. He doesn't swear. And then a huge gust of wind. And the map goes flying. And Will says, no. Now we go over back to Mr. Clark's. And, uh, you know, he, the phone's not working for him. And his girlfriend luckily has a radio uh, uh, headphones on. And she can hear that all roads uh, throughout Roan County are closed. Residents are advised to shelter in place for the duration of the storm, which meteorologists say could be as bad as the blizzard of 78. Uh, the blizzard of 78 is something that yours truly lived through, but I have no recollection of it because I was like uh, two years old. Oh my God, I just gave away how old I am. Don't look it up. Don't do the math. Anyway, Mr. Clark says, well then, I suppose we should just marshal our resources just in case. I took my shortwave radio to school last month to show the boys, but I think he has a walkie-talkie. It's like, oh, she's like, oh, great. It's like, there we go. Uh, and then she says, we definitely won't lose track of each other now. He's like, yes, ha ha, ha, yes. And then they go in for a kiss. And then all of a sudden, you read, repeat, do you read? Someone's calling on the walkie-talkie. And Mr. Clark says, hello? Lucas, is that you? And Jen's like, Lucas? Yeah, yes, he's one of my students. And he's friends with another boy who just got a map to, like, he's explaining the whole thing about the map. Mr. Clark? Yes, yes, what's going on? We're under the bridge in Mirkwood, but there's too much snow, we can't. And then it shorts out, and he's like, Lucas, Lucas. She says, Mirkwood? That's what the boys, that's what they call the woods. But I don't know about a bridge. She says, there's an old bridge over the creek. I saw it when I jogged the old cattle trail. We have to tell the sheriff, but the phone's dead. And the roads are closed, he says. How far is that bridge from here? And then he grabs a bag. He grabs something out of a medicine cabinet, pulls on some pants, puts together a kind of a kit, gets ready. He's like the hero going out... And he says to his girlfriend, call the sheriff the minute you get a dial tone. She says, okay, don't die. He says, okay. And then they kiss. And then Mr. Clark heads out. He says, Lucas, do you read me? This is Mr. Clark. I know where you are and I'm coming for you. Everything's going to be all right. Just whatever you do, stay where you are. Except we see by the bridge, they did not stay where they were supposed to. We don't know where they are as the second issue of this four-issue series comes to an end. So at the halfway point, we know that uh, Bob Newby left behind some real kind of cool, uh, fun adventure for a uh, like-minded individual to follow. And of course, those like-minded individuals, well, that, that like-minded individual was Will, and now he's with all his buddies, except the fact um, being that they decided to do this during a really, really bad snowstorm. Snowstorm? How Boston was that? Snowstorm in, uh, in Hawkins. But luckily... Someone turned on his radio, and he's on his way 
to save the children. And that is the hero, Mr. Clark, who we didn't see at all in Stranger Things, for which I guess makes sense because the kids don't go to junior high anymore. So, yeah. But he should he should get a promotion. He should like I took a new job at the high school, or we could see him with uh, with Erica, maybe. We need more Mister Clark. Uh, but luckily, we get much more of him as our adventure continues. the The next drawing I see is a cool one of Scott Clark uh, with a seems to be a skeleton embracing him. I'd be afraid. I'd be very, very afraid. So, uh, and we see a shot of Will looking down what seems to be a mine shaft. Now, we're, we cut over event with our um, story, and we see Mr. Clark. He's um, talking with his girlfriend, I believe. Yes, because why would the kids know the weather? So he keeps calling back to her from his radio. She says, Mission Control U calling Intrepid Clark. Do you read? He says, Intrepid Clark re- reads you loud and clear, Mission Control U heading down the cattle trail toward the, the old mill bridge. She says the weather's getting worse, expecting 14 inches by midnight. That is a lot of snow. I don't know if you know this, but 12 inches is a foot. So that's a foot and then two more inches. That's a lot. Uh, we didn't get even nearly that amount last night, and I still was like, but it was heavy and wet. That's the worst. When it's light and fluffy, you can just kind of push it aside, but when it's heavy and wet, it's not good to shovel. Uh, thank God for snow blowers. He says, don't worry, we'll be back long before then. He already found the bridge, so he's like, there they are, boys. Boys? There ain't no boys there, but he does find a piece of the treasure. It says the tomb of Wibwen. Actually, he finds what they found in the uh, in the lockbox that then blew away. But now we see the four boys, and you know Lucas, he's the smart one. He's like, we got to go back. This is crazy. Uh, and like, there's no shelter out there. Cause the, you know, Mike's like, we need to find shelter or Will says we need to find shelter. Uh, by the way, Lucas and Mike, uh, thank you for wearing winter hats. None of them have gloves on, but at least he has a hat on. Uh, so Will keeps looking through the map and Mike's like, yeah, part of the map you lost. They're like, we need to just, uh, it's some kind of structure past the, past the ridge. It's like, um, oh, on the map that they lost. It's like to the tomb. They're like, what ridge? It's like, I don't know. It was on the map. They're like, why are you trusting this map? And Dustin says, well, Bob Newby made it. You got to trust Bob. Like, yeah, but he made it 20 years ago, Dustin, when he was just a dumb kid, Mike says. I mean, maybe he was just screwing around. Will says, no. The first map was right. It led us to the second map. And now, and Will, this was tough. Mike says, Bob's dead, Will. He made all this crap up 20 years ago before we ever met. He's not sending us messages. And then Will just kind of standing there alone, you know, facing away from them. And you know, Mike's like, he already feels bad. He's like, Will? Uh, and then Dustin says, guys, uh, there's the ridge. So they're still on track. They're heading up a hill now. Uh, Dustin is shake, shaking like a leaf. Uh, but he says, you know, this is kind of cool. He's like, what are you talking about? Lucas said, he says, this is like the fellowship of the ring. You cannot defeat me, Saramon. And he's, he, Dustin is loving it. Uh, but Lucas is like, this is bad. 
we're dead. We're, we're really dead. But then they found a cabin. He says, all right, not bad, Frodo. Dustin thinks it's amazing, but Mike's like, what is it? And he says, it's the Mines of Moria. Obviously, he's still, um, he's still quoting uh, Lords of the Ring, Lords of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. And Will's like, that's not even a joke. I'm looking at these papers, and this looks like the next map. And they said, what? And he says, it, look, it says to go down here. And then we see him looking down a creaky old mine shaft with all kinds of cobwebs. And that's when I'm like, oh, my God, they're living the Goonies. This is the Goonies adventure. I want to live this adventure. I want to go into a fireplace and crawl down under a well. And, and I want to tell Troy that he can go suck it because they're not going up Troy's bucket. And I want him to yell, Andy, you Goonie. And then I want them to play an organ and then slide down something and then find a, a treasure map. I want it all. I want him to find Chester Carpapot. Oh, I want it all. I want that entire adventure. Go down the well. Yes, go down the well. <laughs> but Lucas is like, uh, that map's not the boss of me. Uh, but then, you know, Lucas does something really cool. He takes off his double socks because at least he's wearing double socks. And I've done that. And he gives some of the socks to Dustin to try on. Uh, and Dustin's like, uh, you're going to be cold. He says, no, I'm not the dumbass who fell in the river. I'll be fine. And Mike helps him with the socks. And he says, hey, hey, Will, can you give me a hand with? And then he turns around and Will's already gone, already went down the mine shaft. Mike's like, this is crazy. What are you doing? Uh, he's like, we'll rest up, but we need to, and we can, exp oh, he says, we'll rest up and we can explore it later. And he starts coming down. He's like, come on back up. But then Mike steps on a faulty ladder. He slips, he falls, he hits the ground. And Will says, be careful. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Will's like, I'm not the one who has to be careful, okay? It's like, no one's been down here for years. It looks like the wood's rotting. He's like, yeah, exactly. So uh, let's go back up before, but Will's like, no, the treasure's down this way. Lucas and Dustin follow right behind him. They start heading down uh, this different shaft, these different hallways. And they're like, what kind of loot are we even looking for? And Will says how Mr. Clark mentioned there could be Viking treasure down here. Uh, but they're like, if Bob made these maps, don't you think he would have taken the treasure already? They said, maybe it's just a big fake out. He's like, I don't know. Bob always liked maps. But I don't know if. And then Mike's like, uh, Will? And then they see a giant skeleton, a human skeleton hanging there on two spikes with cobwebs and they freak ah, and they run like which way i don't know which way they run into another skeleton they're freaking out running 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 all the, they're all over the place and then boys is that you they look up and there's mr clark hey it's mr clark i heard you on the walkies i hope you're all right he said mr clark and they're all i don't know why the three, three they're all holding their arms up but they're holding arms up. It's like, we're down here. There's a, there's a thing. He's like, all right, boys, I'll be right down in one second. And then he ties a rope around him. And I don't know if they're in a different spot because this looks like a real deep mine shaft. He breaks another stick. He falls. He looks like he's going to fall to his death. They scream. He screams. But the rope holds on. He's hanging there. And he's like, uh, hi, 
like, hello, Mr. Clark. Is everybody okay? You're all okay. Thank God. So uh, he starts walking along, and then he freaks out. He, he sees one of them. He's like, oh, get behind me. And then he twists his ankle, Mr. Clark. Like, oh, my God, he broke his ankle. He's like, I'm all right. Just stay behind me. But Will keeps walking on. He keeps going on. He's like, it's, and he goes, it's just some old bones and junk. And um, Mr. Uh, Clark's like, oh, I guess that's a relief. But then he goes, look, it's plastic. And they break off some of it. And he's like, huh, what the hell? Will says, it's just, it's just all tricks. They're just trying to scare us. Well, it's not going to work. And Mr. Clark says, well, what do you have there, Will? It's a treasure map, Will says. And Dustin says, I mean, uh, Mr. Clark says, from Bob? Yeah, that's what this is all about, huh? Will's like, yeah, it is. So how's your foot, Mr. Clark? Oh, it's not exactly what I'd call good. He goes, we should probably try to get you home, huh? And then Mr. Clark says, well, I'd kind of like to see where the map leads to. Will gets a big smile on his face, and they all head off. They head, they keep going down all these shafts, these hallways, and then they come to a room, and they're like, hello. And Will is all excited. He's like, ha! And he sees on the box, Ibuen. We know what that means, right? And Scott says, oh, Bob, you scamp. And then Mike says, this is, Mike was me, he goes, Wait a second, Ibuen, that's newbie backwards. Uh, duh. He says, I mean, did you guys? Lucas like, yeah, we did. Oh, fine, okay. Uh, and then Mr. Clark says, all right, prepare yourselves. And then on the last page of this issue, he says, for the secrets of the tomb of Ibuen. And we see them all standing in front of the box, just like that drawing that I mentioned already at the beginning of the, uh, the review. Awesome. That's the end of issue three. And then we get an awesome drawing of a young Sean Astin. It is, again, too young for, I don't think, it's, it's post-Goonies. Um, but it's, it's around... I can't, I'm trying to pick, I can't picture, is it Whitewater Summer? Is that the name of the movie? I feel like it's around then. That's the, uh, the Sean Astin we get. Um, it's, it's an awesome, like, it's a picture of him. There's, uh, it there looks like there's a knife, a compass, a letter that says, congratulations, adventurer, and something, some kind of metal thing on a, it looks like a coin or a, a medallion of some sort on a chain and a flashlight. It's a really great uh, drawing uh, that it's just, I don't know, I just love it. So now we start the final issue. It shows um, a, one big drawing of, of Will holding, it looks like a, again, like a metal that says Ibuen on it with a hole in it, uh, like almost like a, a charm or something. Uh, um, not a medallion, I can't think of uh, what it is, but you know, like a, not the size of a coin or something. So, um, but that's not like the first draw. It's like part of the drawing. Uh, it's a drawing for this issue, but it's not in the story yet because they're still trying to open this thing. And um, the hinges are jammed. 
And Lucas is like, it's kind of small for a treasure chest. And Dustin says, it's not too small for a hoard of diamonds. But Mike's like, diamonds? This is supposed to be ancient Viking treasure, dude. Uh, Dustin, I don't think there's Viking. I don't think Vikings had diamonds. He's like, oh, fine, gold. It's like, okay, gold seems a little heavy. Like, they're arguing, and it's like, Lucas is like, just smash it. So uh, Will does that. He smashes it, opens it. They're like, what is it? He says, back off. Come on, what's the treasure? More papers, Dustin said. He finds a drawing of a treasure chest, and Lucas reads, congratulations, adventurer. You found the tomb of Ibuen. Prepare for your reward. Jewels. Pieces of gold, precious artifacts, ancient artifacts. No, no, no. Something far more valuable. And they're like, okay, let's hear it. Fellowship. (laughs) And Mike says, fellowship? My name is Bob Newby. At the time of this writing, I'm a 15-year-old sophomore at Hawkins High School in Hawkins, Indiana. Come and find me. Because if you're crazy and obsessed and weird enough to have followed all these clues and found this treasure, you are my friend. And it shows them all kind of reading the paper together. They're reading, but they don't seem terribly thrilled with what they've found. And Mr. Clark says, well, that's just amazing. Uh, And they're like, are you okay, Mr. Clark? It's like, I'm fine, Lucas. I just, I I brought some painkillers. I'm prepared, you know. I'm just, I mean, can you believe it? Bob set all this up 20 years ago. He left clues in the AV club files and didn't say a word to any of us. And Dustin said, maybe he just forgot. Maybe, Dustin. Or maybe he just let it wait, knowing that someday... Someone would find it at the right time. What do you think, Will? And Will just looks at the paper and says, I think it's bullshit. (laughs) It's like, what? Bullshit. Imagine swearing twice to your teacher. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Uh, No, it wouldn't. I'd be afraid to do it. Uh, And Mr. Clark says, oh, okay, Will. And then you hear him go like, or you see him say that. And Will says, Mr. Clark, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. I just need a, another pill. And then he looks at a piece of paper and says, oh, wow. And they're like, what's that? Maybe it's a little bit of treasure after all. And it's, he's holding that metal thing that says, Ebwin. And they said, is that silver or platinum? He's like, no, it's, it's pewter. We, we learned how to pour it and melt it and pour it at a Boy, Boy Scout camp one year. I bet Bob would have wanted you to have this, Will. Will's not into it. He's like, Bob's dead, Mr. Clark. I, I, I know, Will. I'm just, I'm just saying. He left all this crap here for 20 years, 20 years before I was even born. So I, I, don't, I don't see what... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone for everything. And he just walks off. So they go back up into the cabin, and they're like, uh, how much longer should we wait? Um, they were going to sleep through the night, but Mr. Clark, uh, he doesn't look so good. He's like curled up in a ball now cause he's been in pain and they're waiting and it's been a while. Uh, they were tr- going to try to wait till morning, but he's very cold and they're like, we're all, all cold. He's like, Lucas says, yeah, but we're not huddled unconscious on the floor. What's the matter with him? 
He's like, I don't know. Maybe he broke his ankle. Uh, you know, he, he, maybe he's got sepsis. He says, what's sepsis? He goes, I, I don't know. My dad got it in Vietnam. This isn't Vietnam, Mike says. I mean, it's snowing here. That doesn't have to do with anything, Mike. And Will says, we got to get him back home. How the hell are we going to do that, Mike said. I mean, we barely made it here in the first place. The blizzard's just getting worse. And he says, we, we just have to. He goes outside with his axe, chops down some trees. The kids literally build a stretcher. Uh, it's amazing what they do. So they grab all this stuff. They get him laying on the... They had a blanket. They lay it out on the stretcher. They lay him on the stretcher. They're like, careful, careful, careful. They grab the radio. And uh, Dustin says, hello, hello. Do you read me? Is anyone there? But apparently they're out of range. So they just start heading off. And they have Mr. Clark wrapped up. And they're kind of dragging him. In fact... It looks like only Will is dragging him at this point. You'd think like two or three of them would be helping, but it seems like it's mostly Will in this drawing. Uh, and they're like, the, 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 the tracks are covered. Like, how do we get out of here? Uh, you know, there's only one way. And, and Will says, we have Bob's map. So he's looking at that. He's like, there's a, you know, it says right, there should be a tree with a hole somewhere around here. Mike says, a tree with a hole? How the heck are we going to find a tree? Oh, and then they see a big tree with a hole right through it. And Will's like, okay, if we head down this slope, we should hit the bridge. And then we can take the cow trail right into town. Easy peasy. And I love that quote right there. Easy peasy. He got that right from Bob. And he's, he's kind of taking initiative. He's taking over. He's, you know, he technically got them into this. He's getting them out of this. But then the light goes out. He's like, come on. The, the, the flashlight starts going out just a little bit longer. So they're heading off. Again, only one of them is carrying Mr. Clark, and it's Will. Uh, so uh, he's a badass in this. And they're like, come on. we we got to get there quickly. They're walking along, uh, and they're just like, uh, they're running into trouble. At one point, Mr. Clark almost spills over, and um, now they're all trying to help get him up. Dustin's like, are you guys okay? I can't find my flashlight. Will's nervous. They start bumping into each other. They can barely see a thing. And um, I like the thing, are we even going in the right direction? Like, I think we're heading downhill. There's wind blowing. Uh, and it's like, I feel like we should have hit the creek by now. And they're like, wait, it's this way. Then Will figures something else. Nope, wait. <sighs> Maybe he doesn't figure anything out. He's like, damn it. He doesn't know which way to go. And he kneels down to Mr. Clark. He's like, I'm so sorry. And Mr. Clark says, oh. he's like, he's awake. He's conscious now. He's like, oh, Will. But then on the radio, Intrepid Clark, do you read? And repeat, Intrepid Clark, do you read? And then Dustin says, uh, "I hello, I read. She says, who is this? Oh, this is Dustin. We've got Mr. Clark. He needs help, but we're lost in the, Mur in the Mirkwood. She says, no, you're not. What? And then the next frame, he's like, huh? Oh, and there she is right there. They made it to the bridge, and there's uh, Jen, his girlfriend. Yay, whoopee. They're all excited. Oh, not whoopee. You, woo, whoopee. Uh, Lucas is like, ha, ha, ha. And they're all happy. The next frame we see is an ambulance driver. 
or an ambulance, and they're putting Mr. Scott into the back am- into the ambulance. It seems like the ambulance driver is like a little bit of a wise ask. They say, "Is he going to be okay?" And the ambulance driver says, uh, "He'll be fine as long as we don't end up in a snowbank." And Lucas is like, "Is that a joke? What, what are you twelve? They're like, "Come on, man, is this serious? Like, what the hell?" And he says, "Hey, hey, hey, calm down. It's just a little wonky." He's just a little wonky, probably too many painkillers. He'll be fine. Like, yeah, he better be. So uh, before he leaves, he, uh, Mr. Clark has him come into the ambulance, and he says, you know, after all this, I really think this belongs to you. And he hands the medal that says Ibuen on it, newbie backwards, to Will. And then the ambulance drives away. Uh, the four of them watch it go, and then they all smile together like, you know, that's the thing with like friends that you've had your entire life. You could get in fights, you could argue, but at the end of the day, you're still best friends. And you could see the four of them, they didn't have, they weren't always agreeing. They were getting on each other's nerves. They were bothering each other. And then, uh, but it, when it all ends, they have this big smile on their faces. And they all split up going their own separate ways. And we see Will, we follow Will as he walks uh, across, you know, back over to his house. And um, what I love is uh, along the way, he's reading the letter from Bob. And he says, whoever you are, I realize I probably owe you an apology. You thought there'd be treasure, but you just got this crummy letter. Well, come and look me up and I'll buy you lunch or something. That hit me. I'm like almost tearing up now just thinking about that. He says, I, I doubt I'll be hard to find. I'm probably still living here in town. No one seems to get away from here. Or heck, maybe it's 100 years later and I'm dead. And he says, if that's the case, thank you anyway. Because the fact that you found this first, this first clue, that you chased them down, that you braved the terrors of the tomb to claim this letter, tells me that I was not alone. And while that's happening, he's going home. And uh, Joyce is like, oh, I didn't expect you to back home this early. Did you have a good time? And you can see Will just looks a little upset. She's like, Will, oh my God, you're a mess. What happened? Are you all right? He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And then a teardrop goes down his eye. And she says, Will. And um, the last line you know, Bob Newby says, he tells me that I was not alone. And the last line says, and you are not alone. Listen to me. Ooh, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. And they hug. And Will, you are not alone. There are like-minded people like you. Uh, and it all that goes for all the all four of the kids. Uh, Bob Newby was one of you. Mr. Clark is one of you. Like the fact that the, the interest and the stuff you love, there are other people out there that love it too. That goes for every one of you listening as well. All of the stranger friends. And then the last shot we see is Will, Mike, Lucas, and Dustin hanging from the stalagmite or stalactite, I never know, uh, with Mr. Clark below them. A classic reference to the Goonies. Oh, my God, I love it. Then the next shot is another, another great one of the four of them holding a map uh, and pointing, and that's definitely out of the Goonies, too. Uh, there's one more, sh- one more drawing from Todor, Oh, that, so the, the Goonies art is from Diego Galindo. The art of them 
another Goonies art with them pointing at the map referencing the Goonies is by Casper Wingegaard. I'm definitely butchering that name. And then we get one of the four kids, and this is a really nice drawing of them looking into a almost like a like a mine shaft, like a train with tracks, art by Todor Ristoff. Very, very cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, this that's it. That is the uh, tomb. I keep saying the tomb, but it's just tomb of Ibuin. And uh, it says Greg Pack from Planet Hulk and Batman slash Superman knows how to build an epic adventure from the simplest of ideas. Yes, that really was an epic adventure uh, where it wasn't about the treasure. It was about following the, it was about the adventure. It wasn't about the, 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 the treasure at the end. And oh, I just love that entire, uh, that entire message. So great. So great. Uh, and again, I read this through uh, Kindle, through Comixology, uh, got it on Amazon. So I, I hope you were able to read along and check it out. And again, friends, um, I apologize for it, that it took so long for a new episode. And as I told you, it's going to be a pretty busy um, couple, you know, pretty pretty busy March. But um, you will be hearing from me again uh probably after March. Let's, let's be perfectly honest. It's probably going to be a little while again, but I look forward to kind of getting back in the swing of things and doing and bringing more book clubs and bringing you other things. I have, I have other ideas and I hope I actually, you know, stick to these ideas. But until then, until then, I just want to thank you so, so much for continuing to find this show that people find it every day. People are downloading it still. I haven't put it, I haven't put an episode out in 2023 until today. And people are still finding it every single day and listening to episodes. And that just tells me that people are still finding Stranger Things. People are finding Stranger Things. Maybe they're re-watching it. Maybe they're looking for a companion show to listen to after every episode. And I hope that this one guy who sits there and goes through every single moment of every single episode, uh, step by step by scene by scene, I hope uh, that little show uh, brings you guys some fun joy as we wait and wait and wait for season five. But in the meantime, I hope to keep bringing you book clubs as well as other things. Um, and, and as I said, we're going to talk about, uh, what is it? We have a ghost. Like, I think that'd be a really fun idea. So uh, I will be looking forward to that. I'm going to look when that comes out. I'm going to double check that, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk before then. We will, we will. Now listen, you know where you can find me, right? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. If you are on Instagram, follow me at Geek Mentality. Okay? That's all one word, Geek Mentality. Uh, I'll be posting a lot of stuff for uh, The Mandalorian, for Back to the Future. Uh, and then you'll be, you'll be seeing stuff, a lot of stuff, March, April, May, June, whenever. Uh, and I'm also on Twitter. If you're still on Twitter, it's at Geek Mentality there as well. I actually have a Mastodon at Geek Mentality, but I don't. I don't know. There's a link in the show notes, uh, but I never. I don't. I don't use it. Uh, and of course, we still have a Facebook page. That's for the website Fans Not Experts, which is we're, we're part of. Even though you can find us at StrangerDangerPodcast.com, and by us, I mean me. Uh, and that's it. 
Find everything. Oh, well, the show has its own Twitter at Stranger Pod. But everything we do can be found at Stranger Danger Podcast. And I do mean we because it's you and me, the Stranger Friends. Thank you for everyone who sent in voicemail. I again I apologize, Kennedy, for deleting yours. Uh, and I look forward to um hearing from you guys in the future. But until then, stay stranger, my friends, and remember. Reading is fundamental, but you can't spell fundamental without F U M. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.